Thrive is a resource dedicated to helping men and their families through difficult seasons of life. On our last podcast, we were talking about emotional triggers. And toward the end of that podcast, I had mentioned the term high reliability. And so this is where I want to pick up. So if you're hearing the term high reliability for the first time and wondering how it applies to men and ultimately their families, it's important to understand where the term comes from. Most commonly known as high reliability organization or HRO, the term originated from a group of researchers at Berkeley who were studying how organizations working with complex and hazardous systems operated error-free. Now you think error-free Uh, How is that even possible? Well, when you talk about commercial airliners, hospitals, oil and gas manufacturing, these are high hazard environments. And so they have to operate at near perfection uh, in order to keep things running, in order to keep people safe, in order to keep the environment healthy. So these are must-haves. And so I have to ask, is it a fantasy to think that your marriage can operate error-free? Being that we live in a broken world, 100% error-free is a fantasy because 100% represents perfection. But reducing risk to beyond 99% is a reality. And for some organizations, it means life and death. To put things in perspective, using commercial airliners and the term Six Sigma, I think most of you have heard what Six Sigma is and understands it. Uh, Numerically, it represents 99.8%. 99.66%. So out of 1 million flights, let's say, if we're using Six Sigma, just to put things in perspective, out of 1 million flights, there would be 3.4 incidents. Now, this is acceptable if you're producing widgets in a manufacturing plant, but this doesn't give you great confidence as you plan your next trip. Now, if you consider that there are about 7 million U.S. commercial flights in a year, you're now looking at an incident occurring approximately every two weeks. Now, how do you feel about planning your next vacation? The commercial airliners, along with other industries like healthcare and oil and gas, function beyond the process of Six Sigma, and thankfully so. How would you like your family to be considered high reliability? Is it possible to have zero incidents, but impossible to have zero risk? I think so. I mean, you can have zero incidents occurring, but there's always going to be that element of risk. Every time I get into my vehicle, there is the element of risk. The only way to remove the risk in this broken world is to remove the system. So in order for me to be risk-free in a driving situation, I would have to remove the vehicle. That's the only way to be 100% risk-free. So all we can do in this imperfect world is to minimize risk. I don't think you want to remove the system of your marriage. I know some of us are at that point where we feel that, you know, I've done what I I could do and both of us are just fed up and we feel that this is the best solution 
that this will be healthier and better for the kids. So let's just dissolve the marriage. What you're doing there is you're removing the system and you're eliminating the risk that comes along with the everyday marriage. You know, we go through this. Many of us go through this every single day. These are the thoughts that we have. So we have to realize that 50% of this nation has already tried that. As a man who's responsible for his family, how do you take on the leadership of a high reliability man? Traditionally, there are five characteristics to high reliability organizations. I like to modify these into four characteristics and apply, apply them to men who have families and to men who will have families. The first characteristic is a man who is preoccupied or aware of how his home runs and is aware of the signals or symptoms of problems. Since problems are a flag for something that needs attention, awareness or preoccupation is top of mind for him. Don't misunderstand me. He is not looking for what's wrong in his relationships. That would be an unhealthy approach to his stewardship role. No, he is guarding and protecting his family by looking for opportunities to identify the flags or the symptoms of underlying issues. This level of awareness of the operation of his home is a preventative measure, a type of maintenance needed for a family to begin uncovering underlying issues, putting them on the path to thriving. The second characteristic is a man who has a reluctance to oversimplify, generalize, or diminish issues. Once he has identified the flag or the symptom, he doesn't give in to the temptation of simple explanations. Digging deeper, getting detail, and asking more questions takes work. Not only does it take time and effort to get to the root of an issue, but also the self-awareness of where your vulnerabilities lie so that if an issue involves you, right? If you're the center, if you're the cause of that issue, you have the ability to not sabotage the situation by taking things personally, allowing you to deal with the issue from an accountability standpoint. Let me illustrate for, uh, as an example, let's say your wife texts you and says she needs you, that she may need you to get your oldest son to baseball practice by 5 p.m. You text her back with an okay. All right, then there's silence. Around 4.55 p.m., your wife texts you and asks you if you got your son to practice. Your response is, no, I thought you were bringing him. This simple error happens every single day. There are assumptions, there are miscommunications. I'm sure you can relate to this. So the question is, where is the area a high reliability man could refuse to accept a simplified communication? Being that his wife stated that she may need him, he could have clarified with a follow-up message asking her to let him know for sure and then follow up with another message later on before the practice started to ensure that he was or just wasn't needed. The reluctance to oversimplify prevents the blame game and assumptions from occurring. So really, it's a responsibility issue here, right? We can be okay with this simple text message of saying, okay, 
Or we can say, okay, let me know for sure. And then follow up later on. Hey, do you still need me? Sounds simple. Sounds silly. <laughs> but it saves a lot of argument later on and the finger pointing that occurs. So detail is necessary for this second characteristic. The more detail, the better understanding he will have. A good analogy I like to use would be to ask if you prefer to use a 2 megapixel or a 12 megapixel camera. 12, obviously. The more pixels, detail, right? The clearer the image is going to be, the sharper the image. So it's the same in what we do here in our family situations, at work, wherever. The more detail, the clearer the image. I know we get caught up in executive summaries and give me the high-level situation. Those are great. But if you want clarity of the situation, if you want clarity around a problem to get to a solution, you need the detail. You need that 12-megapixel camera. The third characteristic is a man who humbly seeks wisdom as well as information and experience. Truth-seeking has become popular in our culture. People sample different worldviews like they sample food at Costco. Everything from Chopra to Oprah has been publicized, and while we can find elements of truth in a variety of worldviews, we don't have a solid foundation to cling to. Personally, in my life and the life of my family, we depend on a biblical worldview. God's word and his grace. I don't have the time nor the space to get into that here, but I also didn't want to leave you hanging. Seeking wisdom and experience from older, wiser men is a good place to start. Your buddies are good for venting and bouncing ideas off of, and some may have wisdom. But you may want to consider a consistent source that can help you with tough situations and guide you through life seasons. The high reliability man also seeks information from the front line, meaning those in the home who are under your care. Family members have an intimate connection and understanding of the day-to-day -day operations of your house. How good would you make them feel if you were to ask them about their input on how things are going? Use dinner time or hold family meetings in a consistent location in the home. This creates traditions and memories for your family. Your children will begin to trust you. They will begin to trust you more and feel safe in revealing their concerns to you. While, bu while, while building confidence in their ability to communicate and voice constructive criticism. Believe me, you're going to need their trust as they get into those teenage years. Meeting with your family daily, either, or I'm um, sorry, meeting with your wife daily, either at bedtime, early in the morning, this sets the pace for consistent communication, as well as less room for assumptions. It helps her to feel more loved. It also helps you to feel more loved. And it creates a culture of high reliability at home. I prefer to go to bed with my wife. Couples that are three and a half years into their marriage quietly drift into disconnection. Make it a point to go to bed together. Don't stay up late working. Resist watching TV and playing video games while she goes off to bed. And certainly don't be out with your buddies on a consistent basis. I list these not to make anyone feel guilty, but I, I bring them up because these are the most common killers of a relationship when it comes to miscommunication. And I don't want that for your family. Remember, you are striving for high reliability and all the responsibility that comes with that. The fourth and final characteristic is resilience. 
regardless of how much you have failed in the past or are currently failing, know that perfection is impossible and that never giving up on your family is part of your goal. Setting long-term and short-term goals for your family is necessary in order to stay on the course of life. Whatever happens in your family unit, remember that you are solely responsible. That is the leadership role you took on and stepping up to that level of accountability is part of what makes you a leader. It's not crazy to tell a young man who is, who is about to get married that he doesn't want this job. It's a tremendous responsibility. Sometimes a burden that a man must endure. Certainly it has its rewards and pleasures. Those outweigh the negative for sure. We need to accept our role and responsibility over our families. Removing the, the passive, dumb, Homer Simpson stigma this culture has stamped on men. Accepting responsibility may not seem fair at times, but this isn't about your justice. This is about enduring and ensuring that your family thrives in an environment that has been set up to divide and devour. Look at all the distractions in our world. They take away time from family. This is how the media and the TV and the radio and the... Every, you guys understand. You know what your distractions are. I don't need to list them for you. Lest you think I'm being overly dramatic, simply take a look at the state of our marriages. Addictions, materialistic and temporal mindset, as well as how we value life in the society. A good start to understanding your high reliability role in your home is to understand your triggers. And I spoke about that in the previous podcast. So if you missed it, go listen to that. Um, I developed a template for you to use uh, for, help, for helping you discover what your emotional triggers are so that you can correct and heal them and, and to respond in, in a more loving way. So check those out. Go to familycounselingtx.com, familycounselingtx.com. Go to the blog section. You'll find uh, resources there. And so thanks for listening. Uh, reach out with any questions that you have. You know, again, I, I can be contacted through the website familycounselingtx.com. Thank you.